Welcome. Welcome to tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. Tonight we're going to talk about because I'm my brother's keeper. Brothers, tonight is only for you. We are in trying times, and it seems like we don't have anyone to talk to. When a doctor is ill, who does he go see? When the therapist needs to talk to someone, who does he go see? My brother, when your day, week, or life is heavy, who do you go to talk to? Another man, that's who. Someone that knows what you're going through because he's been there and done that. And maybe he's going through it as well. But tonight, brothers, fellow men, we are listening. We're here to pull that pressure release valve so you can continue one more step. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Good evening, brother. Hey, how you doing, my brother? All is well, man. Hope you are. I am well, thank you. You know, it's just, just it's been one of those weeks, man. Uh, actually, past couple weeks. So I know if it's been there for me and everybody I've spoken to, the consensus is real that it's been one of those weeks. Yes, sir. So let's get right to it. Tell me about your week, man. What we got going on? Hey, <laughs> it's been a tough one, man. Last week, yeah. Um, Similar for what you just said, man. It was a struggle. Had a tough week on the job. My body started talking to me, told me I needed to take a break. I had to shut some things off one night last week and uh, had to take me a few days away this week just to regroup and refresh, man. That's all cool. Um, but what about, you know, talking about it? Who who have you spoken? I, I mean, don't get it twisted. I know you've spoken to God and I I know that because I, I know you. Um, but as far as actually having a conversation, who did you converse about it? Yeah, no doubt, man. So I, you know, I'm fortunate in, in, in my career where, where I'm at right now, I have a couple of folks that are uh, near and dear, close knit circle, consider them brothers. And uh, we're each other's sounding boards, if you would. And that's important to have one when you have that opportunity because the need will arise. Um, maybe once, maybe many times, but it's always important to have a sounding board, sounding board, someone you can relate to, uh, someone that can relate to the problem that you're having and help you through it. Well, that's the key. You know, we, as men, we forget that um, or society won't, won't allow us to to be human. And we forget that after so long that we are human as well. And I say that to say when we feel things and we, you know, get built up and and stressed out and, and whatever else comes with it, because we take on everyone else's problems. You know what I mean? Like everybody just come and lay it on us. And half the time it don't even be with our permission. But whatever the case may be, we get it. And we don't do anything with it, right? We just hold on to it and it becomes a part of us. And before you know it, we're even more stressed, and it may not even be due to anything of our own. So when that part comes, we have to have conversations like this, so that way we can release some of that pressure, you know what I mean? 
And don't don't by any stretch am I saying that prayer isn't the strongest part. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just simply saying, as brothers, as men, sometimes it's good to just have a conversation with another brother just to let it out. Because if not, you don't want it to go home and you're, you know, throwing things around the house and uh, cussing everyone out, wife and kids included, all because of you not knowing how to relieve some of your, your stress. Yeah, no doubt, man. Holding it in is um, not beneficial by any means, man. It starts building up. Scar tissue starts building up. You can't function. And, and you know, what you said about prayer, you know, prayer is the answer, no doubt. But uh, just being real, uh, when we get in those situations after prayer, prayer's got to come first. But after prayer, we also need some right now feedback. You know, sometimes that helps us get down off the ledge a little bit quicker um, because we can get some real real time feedback. We get real feedback from God, but at real time, we need it right now. And um, sometimes that helps us a lot faster. Uh, having someone that can give us feedback right this minute. Hear me right now. Let me know that you understand. Help me get out of this thing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, We'll go uh, have another brother come on and elaborate a little bit on what you're talking about, and we're going to keep this thing moving along. Stand by. 9768, good evening. I'm sorry, 9678. Well, whenever you're ready to speak, your mic is live. Six two five four. Good evening. Your mic is live. Whenever y'all decide to speak with us, your mic is live. So, my brother, back to you. I've had this week, I've had death. Um, self-inflicted I've had a um, senseless murder to the point where as a, as a man as a black man and stress and tr- trouble knows no race it knows no culture all it knows is stress and trouble and it was so heavy, so heavy to the point where it needed to be recalibrated. I needed to be recalibrated. Zero back in and and, and praying. Prayer, prayer did it momentarily. Had a conversation with the missus that did it momentarily. But she's good in that regard. But as a man. Who can I talk to to understand the stress of from a, one man to another? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, man. And, and man, I feel for you. I hate you had to go through that stuff, man. And you know, the sting of death, man. It, it's it, it stings for a long time, especially when you don't understand why 
you know, you, you mentioned self-inflicted, man. A lot of times we don't we don't understand why. We don't get a chance to understand because now the person's gone. I can only imagine that you, you sit back and wonder why didn't they reach out for help? Why couldn't I help them? I know I could have helped them, you know. Uh, that's, that's tough, man. I hate you had to go through something like that. You know, thank you, and um, and I appreciate it. You know, it's a lot of a lot of things that that comes about, and there's a lot of questions that that would remain unanswered. But as a man, I can only assume or imagine that it was due to pride, right? And and it happens. It happens to the best of us. But make no mistake about it. When you're going through something, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, someone is going through something else. I would be a fool to say ten times out of ten, but uh, as I've matured, I refuse to go that one extra. But nine times out of ten, someone else is going through something as well. So you're not in this alone is all I'm trying to say. You're never in it alone. It may be something different. But something is still something. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Pride, man. Pride's big, nasty, man. Big and nasty. We will go through stuff without reaching out because we think we're tough. And if I reach out, I'm weak. And we're all wrong. We're so wrong, man, when we think that way. You're absolutely right. When you don't reach out, you're weak. Because it takes a strong man to overcome pride and say, you know what? I need help. You know what? I need to talk to somebody. Period. That's where the strength comes in at, to recognize that you need it and do something about it. The weakness comes when you know it's there, you recognize it, and you don't do anything about it because you're not man enough to do anything about it. Got to man up. Hey, but you know, Mr. Quick, to be honest with you, first of all, good evening. And, um, you know, the, the the thing about it is a lot of times we wait till, um, you know, when I was younger, um, my mom had these and still has all those old school pots and pans and things of that nature. But I remember she had a pressure cooker, and what happened was she would put that thing in there, and it would cook for a while, but at some point, you know, it would literally start whistling, making a or at least a whistling sound, you know. Mm-hmm. And that whistling sound, it, you know, when you got that whistling sound right now, it had reached the boiling point, basically. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of what happens with with us. We don't deal with, you know, uh, don't deal with it until it gets to be, you know, to that boiling point. And then our pride won't let us deal with it. But if we, you know, if um, if the toe was sore, you know, we should have dealt with it then before it turned green, you know, and, and that's what we'll do. We, as men, we, we ignore the smaller signs. We we, mm-hmm. we ignore that, you know, and you ignore the fact that, you know, I don't even, you know, I, I'm struggling talking with my wife. I just don't even, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm paying bills, I'm doing what I got to do, but, you know, we don't have any type of real relationship or whatever, and then the next thing you know, you're yelling and screaming or you're staying out late or you're, Doing something that you're embarrassed of before you know it, you know you're trying to, you know you're trying to eat a bullet, and uh, that's. I think we just gotta, 
you, you do have to drop the pride, but you know, and we got to start hollering for help a lot sooner. We can't wait till it get out of hand. We got to just start, you know, dealing with it before it gets to that pride issue. Because the Bible said pride comes before fall, and pride will take you to the cemetery quickly, 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 quickly. And so tonight, ma'am, kind of like you, we need to just, um, hey, man, we need to holler. We need to say, look, I, I need some help. I need another brother. Uh, that I can talk to because, um, as the other brother said, you know, prayer is good. I, I believe in the power of prayer. But every now and then, you know, uh, I need somebody that can hear me, somebody that can feel what I feel, somebody that, um, you know, maybe they, even if they haven't been there, they can just say, look, I got you. I, I got you. And it ain't going no further between us. I need somebody at those weak moments and a lot of times men don't have anybody so we we turn to maybe a, a woman or a turn to something but you know usually we turn to something that ain't gonna say nothing like alcohol mm-hmm. like drugs but is is we gotta learn to turn to another man. You know, we gotta learn the the Lord asked a question in Genesis. He said he said um he said where's your brother? And he asked him for a reason because he, he he was saying you should know where your brother is. And he, the, the, the the man answered him, he said, am I my brother's keeper? Like, in other words, I don't know, and I don't care, you know. And that's it's been that way forever, man. We don't we don't want to get too close to each other because if we get too close, now we're going to be labeled as something other than a man. You don't, you don't love another man, but that's part of the problem. We don't love each other. That, like, is I'm not a punk for telling you. The brothers on the line, like, "Hey, man, love you." I, I'm not a punk for that. I, I, I'm, I'm just as much man as anybody else. I'll get off the phone with, with you quick. You know, we do that. Been doing it for a long time. Hey, bro, love you. They love you. And that's all there is to it. And so, we need to drop this uh, manhood thing, man. And um, you know, we we <laughs> we need help, brother. We need help, and we can help each other. Absolutely. You may. I love the analogy you made as far as the pressure cooker. Because I know from what I read, it does say warning comes before destruction. And that whistle is letting you know that it's about to explode. It's about to get real ugly. But the whistle mm. in life is, is, is already there, but you've ignored it. It probably started Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it could lead you to the hospital. It could lead you to the cemetery. It could lead you yep. to the jailhouse if it's not addressed yep. accordingly. So when I was younger... The, the old, the older men, they would always meet in the back of somebody's truck. And they may have a cooler back there with with some beer or whatever uh, adult beverage they wanted, and they would sit there and just shoot it. They would just shoot it. What they would do is sit there and unload everybody's problems on each other and talk about it and whatever the case may be. Because you know, the more um, I'm, the more I drink the more courageous I am to speak on my problem. And yeah. you're more courageous to tell me that I was wrong. Or, man, you was a damn fool. Or whatever the case may be. But the lessons were taught. You was relieving that, that weekly stress and pressure. And now it seems as though, to your point, we, we, we're too manly to do this. We're too manly to have a conversation. And, you know, the women are, you know, talk to me, talk to me. You always go talk to them. I, I can talk to you. But you won't understand. You will not understand. All you can do is sit there and be like, 
or, or, oh, I didn't know it was like that. Hell, I, I, I get that when I look in the mirror. But when I go and talk to my brother, he can give it to me as another man. Because, again, nine yeah. times out of ten, you've gone through something, too. And you're like, oh, bro, I see the way you're going. That ain't the path to go because, boy, that's going to be bad for you. You see what I mean? We got to let it out. We got to. We got to. And even when I call you, bro, you know, it may, it may start out a little rough. And, and you know, you know what I'm heated. But by the time I finish having the conversation and you pray, and because sometimes it even get too heavy to pray. I'm going to put it just like that. Sometimes it be too heavy to pray. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, one of the things that we don't understand when it comes to prayer, yes, there is prayer, but sometimes you just need to to talk to the Lord. And when I say that, what I mean is this. One thing God will do is he'll listen to you. And that's one thing we won't do to each other. We won't listen to each other. We won't we won't just listen, you know. Um and, and we gotta start we gotta start doing that. And and, and I it's it's even tougher, man, for men that, you know, uh are saved or that follow some type of deity or something like that because it's amazing before we commit ourselves to God, then you know, we hung out, we did things. You know, but mm-hmm. then after we commit ourselves to God, the only place we see each other is church. The only time mm-hmm. we spend together has got to be something holy, and we got to mm-hmm. get out of that, man. We got to create some, you know, we got to create the back of that truck again. You know, Absolutely. make there's probably a bottle of water in the cooler now, but we got to have some type of an outlet. I mean, as long as we've been doing this podcast, I mean, this blog, I want you to think about this is the first time that we've really touched on. Something that directly affects every man. I mean, it's like it didn't come up, or maybe we didn't think about it, or maybe, you know, it took death and and pain to to even bring this to pass. Because I don't want to say I'm struggling with my wife. I don't want to let you know that I'm having a hard time with my kids or whatever. Because I don't need you judging me. I don't need you questioning me. And uh, you know, women can have good friends, best friends, prep, all this stuff. They can have all this stuff all the time. But another brother, you might say, that's, that's my dude. He's a good guy. But do do I love him enough to call him at, at, at 1 a.m.? Um, you know, I was late getting on here because this, this guy called me. And um, if he called me, I know something something's not right because he don't, he don't call me. He just don't call me. But I tried to call him back, and I can't get him. So, it makes me wonder since we're having this conversation, okay, what's what's up with him? What's what's you know, what's what's going on with him? I know he lost his best friend some time ago. I know that um he lost someone else who just buried uh probably about three months ago. No, two months ago. And so I'm wondering if that's eating at him or whatever, but I don't think his pride is gonna let him answer the phone. I think he regrets calling because he didn't leave a message. No text message, nothing about calling me back. And, um, you know, I'm wondering if this is one of those situations. So we got to drop that pride, man, and we got to, you know, be a man. Look, I'm hurting. I, I need help. I'm, I'm you know, we got to do that. We we do. 
you know, and with all the struggle, the struggles and, and stress and pressure today, you know, with uh, everything that's going on in society, you know, uh, it weighs heavy. And truthfully, it's until we address it, it still sits there until something happens and bring it to the forefront. And now it has compiled on top of everything else. And it may be the breaking point. So we got to have these conversations. We must, we must sit here and, 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 and unload, you know, when you, before that, 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 that pressure cooker start whistling, you know, as they always would, we kind of break that seal a little bit to, to let it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let the pressure release. Yeah, release. Yeah. Right. That's what we got to do. And even if we, mm-hmm. we do it weekly, you know, but sit down and talk to somebody. Talk talk to another man. Because I promise you, bro, we all still learning. As men, we're still learning. Yeah. When you think that you know everything, you haven't quite reached that level of manhood yet. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to shut up. I hope somebody else will talk. But about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, a brother that's on his line right now, because I heard his voice, um, he called me and he said, um, we had something going on with the church or something, and he said, uh, not going to be able to do it tonight. He said, I don't feel right. I said, you know, basically, I was just want to know, is he okay? He said, I'm not sick. I just don't feel right. And he said, I'm going home, and you know, attend to the family right quick. He said, I'm going to bed. And when he said it, I said to myself and said to him, listen, man, um, that's a good idea. That's, that's a great idea. Get up get up underneath it. And literally one week later, uh, maybe maybe may have been nine days later, but just a few days later, to be honest with you, I just, I, I hit that, that spot, and I really know what he's talking about. I just didn't have any more juice. I didn't want to talk to anybody. My mind wasn't where it needed to be to do the job that I do. I just I couldn't be anything for anybody else. I couldn't even really help my family. I mean, I would have been there in body but not in mind. And so I needed to hear what he had said because it came right back to me. Just go to bed. Just Just go to bed instead of just continuing to push it, man. And uh, so for him being honest enough to tell me that, it really helped me, you know, several days later. So I just want you to know sometimes when you share just what you're going through, you don't know who it's going to be a blessing to, man. I'm telling you, it really, I'm not going to say it saved my life. I don't know how far it could have gotten, but I know that I rested well, got up the next day, and I was um, refreshed and ready to go, ready to move forward. So we got to admit, man, whenever, you know, the gas light's on, we're smelling the fumes, or whatever you want to call it, man, candle burning on both ends, you know, we we, 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 we got to fess up quick. We got to fess up quick, man. And talking to another brother, as you just said, quick, releases it's a little bit of that pressure, maybe not all of it, but enough of it to keep you from blowing your top. My brother, what's your thoughts? Hey, <laughs> he's, he's talking. Yeah, no doubt. I was that one, you know, and um, 
I was burning the candle at both ends, uh, working six-day work weeks, first day off from, you know, doing what I love, doing what I have a passion for, and that's working for the church and uh, for the people, being at the church, and then I'm studying, and, man, I'm working long hours, and I had to call somebody, and it was him, you know. And um, it did me a world of good hearing him say, hey, I understand, and, man, you do need to go take that break. And, you know, the very next day I felt like a million bucks. And then I finished the conversation this week with someone else on on my job and said, listen, you know, these these six-day weeks is coming to an end. Um, I'm doing way too much. It's costing me. Um, so it's not going to happen anymore. And I just had to, thankfully, I saw it and I felt it. And, you know, my body was telling me, man, it's time to slow down. Um, I'm just thankful I had a voice and had someone to hear my voice when I called. Now, I'm not going to change the direction of it, but I'm going to say this. You just gave me a little lightweight confirmation. Um, now, anybody who know me know that, I got a candle that never stopped burning. I'm always moving and grooving. I went from a, I just reduced myself from a six day work week to a five day with a slight shift in the other day, a lighter day per se. That's, that's a, that's a difference, especially when you are. um, So caught up to where you don't know if you're going to come in. You don't know which way right or left. It's just one constant motion. You got to pull back. And that one day, I actually go out and um, do some nonprofit work. And that seems like my my reset. You know what I mean? That's for me, was the, the, the greatest difference. This last month has been the best. Because now, just in that alone, bro, just seeing somebody else smile or laugh or what have you, did it for me. So that one day, let's go and and have a conversation, bro, and get some laughter out of it, just so it could reset you, man. There is prayer, of course, but laughter seems like the ultimate reset. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, you you do yours doing nonprofit, man. And my my day off, man. I, I look forward, man. I look so forward to Saturdays and just spending just two hours, um, two hours out of the day, just standing outside the church, just to see people come through. Um, you know, just the hey, how you doing? Encouragement. Good to see you. Be safe. How's you? How's the family? How you been? But those two hours are just so fulfilling. You know, there's no stress. Uh, there's nothing going on. It's just two hours of just, you know, just conversing with other believers. And sometimes it's just a, hey, how you been? Three words. But the relief you get from it is it is um, amazing, for sure. In my simple mind, and I'm going to send this over to Pastor, in my simple mind is one of the same. <laughs> in my simple mind, it is one of the same. Pastor, what's your thoughts, my brother? Well, what you're saying is, again, biblical. Um, the Bible says that, it's in Proverbs, actually, it says laughter is good medicine. 
but it keeps on going. It talks about, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. You know, laughter is good medicine, and that's that's straight from God. I I didn't make that up. It is absolutely good medicine. I can't give you any type of, uh, you know, medical history on all this. I haven't done a study on it, but I do know that I feel better and I rest better when I've laughed and enjoyed myself as opposed to, um, you know, whenever I've got that brokenness on the inside and I'm just sitting there mulling it over and tossing and turning all night and mad at anybody that's involved and mad at folk that don't recognize that I'm going through. So Mm -hmm. as the brother said, just, just standing out there, just being available, just being a blessing, just, you know, uh, standing out there on Saturdays occasionally, standing out there and just just laughing and joking with <laughs> really another man. Just, just it, right. I, it just, I don't know, it just, it matters to me. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with both you guys, man. Um, you know, we got, again, we got to, we got to take time for that. We got to, we take time for everything else. Now, two hours can make a difference in his life. I mean, you know, God, what if we, what would we do if we did that two hours every weekend? You know, you know, we had that two hours every week. I mean, because you you need to you need to be, you know, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone, but it didn't say that the man had to always be around his problems. It didn't say he had to mm-hmm. always be around his wife. You know, I love my wife, I love my kids, I love my job, but every now and then. I need to steal away and I need to get with, you know, um, somebody that would just let me be me, that, that would just, you know, we can talk about what was, we can talk about what we want to happen or whatever. We can just chop it up a little bit, man, and then, um, it just makes you feel, I don't know, it just, it releases something. I don't know what it does, but it releases something, man. So uh, that laughter, it really is good medicine. It really, really, truly is. My brother, what's your thoughts on it? Because uh, I can't talk on it because I'm, you know, I'm trying not to jump around and shout. So I'm, I'm gonna need y'all to speak on it for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree, man. The laughter, you know, the, you know, they, literally the two hours we do spend, probably an hour, a half of those two just laughing and just just talking and it truly is just it's maybe two guys sometimes it's three sometimes it's four and um man just the difference it makes just having someone else just to sit around no other worries going on in the world the job's not on your mind just for those two hours just a break and to be around someone like you like me um <laughs> it makes the world a difference man it really does, because we do, like you said, man, I go hard. I've gone hard for 20-some-odd years, man, trying to really just provide, right, mm. and never never really take an opportunity to sit back and a few moments for myself, right? It's always been about doing for mine and very little about doing for me. It takes a toll on yeah, oh, I, no, I, I gotta jump in there. I gotta Go jump in there on that quick because you know here here's the thing, man. 
Um, I was talking with some women recently, and I was telling them, you know, uh, you guys don't even, you know, when you go shopping, you know, you'll go out and uh, you may come back with something for yourself, but you're going to get something for that, for your child, your grandchild. You're not just going to look out for you. And a man is even worse. You know, we're so used to being the provider and doing what we do to make sure the family is good. We want to satisfy the wife. But my question is, who satisfies us? When when are we going to take some time, some 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 me time? There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's. I mean, man, that's mandatory, man. You gotta. I mean, you 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 got to now. You if you don't do it, you're going to explode. And so we need to get away from, you know, the wife every now and then. Not to, not to dog her out, not to talk about her. Not not talking about any of that stuff. But you know, if I go into everything I'm dealing with with my wife, no disrespect to her at all. But because she loves me, she's gonna to try to fix it. If you understand what I'm saying, she's gonna mm-hmm. she's gonna analyze it. Well, why is it this? Why is it? I don't, I don't, I just I I don't want to I don't want to hit it at that angle. I just want to know because see she's 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 analyzing it because she can't feel as a man feels. She, you know she's she's doing it her way. But I I don't I need somebody to say yep, it feels just like that right there. That's 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 what it felt like. I I've been there and done that, bro. You need to, you know. I, that's what I need to hear. I need to hear something with some bass in the voice every now and then. And again, it ain't sexual or nothing like that. It's just, hey, you know, uh, that's that's what I need. And growing up in a household that didn't have a father there, you know, I I counted on that on Saturdays. And usually it was the barber shop or it may have been the ball field or something like that. They'd sit over there in a Group together and you know keep something going. But I I grew up around those older guys that you know pretty much handled their business. And so now as I, I've gotten older, it's like that's died out. You know, Bubba don't exist hardly no more. You can't find them in this new generation because we're so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the text, but I rather hear your voice. I rather I rather you know sit there and and and. And holler at you every now and then, something like that. So, I don't know, man. I just, I just think we need to do something about this tonight. I think we need to do something about it quickly. I think we need to make some decisions in our own mind and our own heart to say, okay, where's my outlet? Is it Saturday for two hours? Is it cutting back on the work that I do? But we got to make some hard decisions tonight, I believe. I agree. I agree. Um. Everybody know I don't believe in, in necessarily balance. Um, I believe in prioritizing. And part of prioritizing is not neglecting the family, but taking something for you. Meaning those two hours ago and just kicking with bubbling them in the back of the truck. You know what I mean? Because nine times out of ten, contrary to what any woman may believe, that shit ain't got nothing to do with no woman. All we doing is building with each other. That's it. Talking about whatever may come about. Something stupid or something serious or whatever the case may be to get some laughter out of the situation to relieve just a little bit of pressure. Just a little bit of pressure. That's all it's, that's all it's about. One of the things that I recognize is that 
a lot of women nowadays, you know, most of them are, are feminist or I ain't gonna say the most, but a lot of them want, want to think they can replace a man. You cannot replace a man. A man needs another man's company so they can relieve each other's mental pressure. That's what we need. Because if not, I believe God would have put us all here on islands with our mates and let that be just what it is. But that's not the case. What's your thoughts about that? And again, not knocking the women by any stretch. No, the woman has her place. There's no doubt about that. The woman definitely has her place, but you know, um, I think every man needs um, a brother. I think every man needs a mentor, and I think every man needs a father. I, I think they need that. You need a brother, somebody that you are going to fight with, but you're still going to love them. You need a mentor, somebody that's going to say, you know what, uh, you know, I can learn from them, I can glean from them. But then I think you need a father also, somebody that you know, cut you every now and then and tell you, look here. You 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 zipper down and your stuff hanging out. You need to, you know, get yourself together. I think I think every man needs that a brother, a mentor, and a father. And if you don't have that, man, something's lacking because my wife can't fill that void for me. You know, but none of those brothers can do what my wife do for me. So Absolutely. yeah, man, they, that I you know I'd be the first one to tell you I love my wife, but we don't always see. You know, eye to eye, and a lot of times our disagreements are on things that I can't relate to, and neither does she. And uh, so I have to either just say, okay, it's all good, or she has to yield or whatever. But, you know, the issue still sits there. I mean, how am I going to ask my wife, hey, how do you, I mean, how do you continue to feed the family and uh, continue to work and take care of the wife and then? Have some time for you. I, I can't ask her that because she's she trying to figure it out in her own life. But I could ask, you know, somebody else is working six days. You know, that's why that helped me so much when I was talking to his brother. And he said, I'm going home to go to bed. And, you know, I, I, I followed up on that, and it blessed me. Now, had my wife said, you need to just go to bed, I probably would have just gotten angry and said, look, I'm I'm good. You know, so um, I don't know. I'm a grown ass man, dog. We trying to sit in the bed. (laughs) 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 Because we wouldn't understand. So we would have bought, we would have came out with something stupid like that only because we didn't, we're not understanding. You know what I mean? Because we don't think she understands. But when another brother be like, listen, I'm going to lay it down and and just just relax. And it's like, dang, that's a good, you know, that might be what I need to do. Because yeah, I'm burning it in every end, and you know, yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, hey, <laughs> quick, he had you know, Pastor about took my words out of my mouth. You know, and a lot of times in life, I think we uh, unknowingly we surround ourselves with a bunch of yes men, Uh-oh. ones that always <laughs> agree with what we say. Oh, you man, know what yeah. I mean. Uh, when when you think somebody's wrong, yeah, man, they wrong. We 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 tend to surround ourselves with that. But in, in, in 
what we really need to surround ourselves with folks that will hold us accountable to what we say. Mm-hmm. They'll call us wrong when we are wrong. Um, we need to surround ourselves with people with like minds as well, or like industry, like, like you know, you got to have that that group. You got to have that core, folks that do understand that they can relate. You, you know, it, it would it probably wouldn't make much sense for you to talk to me about the shop. I don't know anything about it, right? I can talk to you about life, but I can't talk to you about the shop. The other folks that have that same business can really relate a lot better than I could to the business piece of it, right? Um, so we gotta we have to choose our core, and our core really needs to be a true core, folks that will hold us accountable to what we need to be held accountable to and to call us out on what we're not doing right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they hit you with that. Now, you know better. What was you thinking? Exactly. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> listen, we, we all, we've all been there, man. We've all, you know, had some asinine thoughts, you know, and even made some asinine moves. And like you said, when everybody just, yes, man, and you, you know, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, you get nowhere. Because the only thing you've done is um, have somebody to like or, or follow your stupid idea. But a real man could be like, man, listen here. And go pull that coat, right? And then you'll go back and reset. That's that's a true friend. That's a man. Those people you got around you, just those yes males, that's all they are, males. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I just stepped on somebody's toes. I know I just stepped on somebody's toes, and I'm unapologetic about it. But we got it. We got to man up. You got to tell your brother, you know, if it's wrong, because how else is he gonna 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 relieve that stress? If he got a stupid idea right now. And he making it out of out of stress and under pressure. It's not with a clear head, so he's gonna screw up. And for y'all just sit here, yes sir. You just set your brother up for failure. So what kind of brother are you? Might I ask? That's just my two cents. What you think about that, Pastor? Don't get quiet on me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got you. I got you know. Uh, I I hear what everybody is saying, but you know what? I I was sitting here just kind of doodling, trying to figure out. Okay, what is it that's bothering the men? I know we've identified that we gotta take some time for ourselves. That we gotta cry out when we need to cry out and. All of that, but you know, another thing that we won't do, we won't talk about what's really um, the, the issue, the problem. Hey, man, the house is in a mess. You know, well, is it your son, your daughter, is it your wife, is it your dog? What, what, what? You know, get specific with it. You know, and that's another thing that women will do. They'll say, 
my husband don't respect me, he don't love me, he judges me. <laughs> you know, we won't we won't we won't we won't talk about our real stuff, you know. And I think we need to 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 be honest and say, okay, cuz let's let's just say somebody's listening tonight and they're struggling with um, you know, their their child, you know, maybe doing some stuff they ain't got no business doing and they're struggling with that. Uh, they're struggling with their wife. They're struggling with, you know, there's so much that men struggle with. But, again, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. And, you know, if I'm really your friend, you know, to go back to what you were saying, then I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm not going to let you call me and just say, you know, hey, man, I messed up. Okay, well, I got you. Join, join the crowd. We, You know, we've all messed up, you know, and everything. But. How did you mess up? What did you mess up? So, so I may be able to fix it. If nothing else, I may be able to just listen to you concerning it. But sometimes, man, and I don't care what you're in, um, any type of recovery program or whatever, one of the first things you have to do is admit your fault. You have to admit it, you know. And somebody needs to be able to hear me when I say, you know, and it, it's not a big secret. I love my wife. I really do. And she loves me, and I thank God so much for that. I really do. But there are days, you know, where it's like we ain't we ain't feeling each other. We are. We know it's not about divorce, anything like that. But you know, if I can talk to Brother Joel about uh, my vehicle, then can I not talk to him about my wife? And he not judge me? Or he not say, well, you know, I'm glad they're having problems. Now I can go and go in the back door and take care of her. Can I not? I mean, can I not be? How real? How next? The Bible said Adam and Eve was naked and they wasn't ashamed. How naked can you get with another man? If y'all understand what I'm saying, how real can I get? How you know? Because for me, saying it gets it out of me. Hinting around about it, you know. Now, quick's got to figure out what am I talking about. Let me give him the best advice I can. But you don't have all the information. But if I, you know, really can open up and say, hey man, look. Look, uh, look uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm share this because, and you know, I'm not gonna go all the way in it. But I, there was a time I called uh, quick, and I said, hey, "Man, look, I'm I, I'm 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 dealing with something. I'm in a bind. This is what this is what's up right here." He didn't even let me get it out of my mouth. Good. He didn't let me um, uh, try to explain. He didn't let me whatever. It's like he connected immediately. That's what the problem is. That's okay. I got you. I got you. And that was that. That just that quick. Just, just, just. I mean, just that quick. And but if I had kept hinting around about it, you know, he he would have given me the wrong advice. So again, my question is, how how raw can we get with each other? Can can we say, hey man, look, I'm brother. I'm struggling. Uh, with the wife, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to hear this anymore. I'm struggling with, you know, uh, whatever, man. Can 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 we get that raw and plain and naked with each other? I believe we can. I believe that it comes with with time. And and watch this. My brother Joel on the line. He don't ha- he and I don't have the same time that you and I have. So it takes a little time for him to warm up to me. To get to know me, to to get that comfort level, you know what I mean. Now spiritually, he and I may connect, 
but you know, I, I, he know that you know when it's time to pray, we go connect and all that good stuff. But on the real, he may not know that he can connect with me because you know once we get saved, we forget that that we still human. <laughs> oh man, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> and that's and that's the problem that a lot of people run into, right? They won't start judging, and it, and it may not only be be church folk. But I'm saying judgment, period. Oh, he, he got a problem with his wife. You know, he don't know how to handle her. He ain't no man. Oh, he got a problem with his job, man. I, I tell all them to, you know, I do this. But, of course, he ain't got no job. Like Brother Joel was saying earlier, you know, you ain't got no job. I can't talk to you about work. <laughs> Hell, the, way, the way you reacted is why you ain't got no job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you got to have all these. And, and a lot of times we, it, it, it's pride and ego. You know what I mean? That we don't really get transparent. It could be a lack of control, a lack of respect. It's a lot of things that we feel that we don't know how to verbalize or vocalize. One, because we may be ashamed. But you, my brother, I'm about to go on the lid on the table. Because remember, being a brother isn't just a title. It's an obligation. It's an agenda. So regardless of whatever yes, it may sir. be, I can't judge you. I'm too, I'm too busy in, you know, and let's fix it mode. Hear me, let me hear you out. That's what brothers do. And I don't care if it takes 10 minutes or two hours, 10 hours. I may need to charge my phone two or three times, but whatever the case may be, when we hang up, <laughs> you should feel better about the situation. Whatever it may be. That's what brothers do. But we, but we go to the doctor, and the doctor says, he walk in the room, and he says, how you doing? What can I do for you today? Uh, and we say I'm good. If you're good, why you're at the doctor? And so if you don't tell him what's wrong, now what's he got? He's got to check everything and find something wrong. Why can't we just tell him, hey man, look, I'm, I got a got a pain in my chest. I got a pain. Now he can go directly to it, diagnose the, the, the situation, and give you whatever you need to, you know, to resolve it. But you know, we spend so much time trying to just figure it out, and and I just want to. You know, I just want to get to it. I want to just, hey, look, this is where I am. This is what I'm dealing with. And if you tell me about your wife and your wife is, you know, she may be just flat out dogging you out. I'm still not going to dog your wife out. I'm going to tell you, you, you still, you married her. You still love that woman, you know. Now, she may not be right in what she's doing, but I'm not going to, you know, dog your wife out. I, I refuse to do uh, something like, hey, man, you need to let her go. You need to walk away from that. And I would never tell anybody that, and I wouldn't want anybody to tell me that. But at the same time, man, I feel like I should be able to say, I don't get it, man. She just don't She don't respect me. I don't feel respected. I feel, you know, overlooked. I feel like, you know, she care more for, I don't know, the, 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 the friend or for the, for the coworker than she do for me. And I... You know, I, I wanted to, I want to have, I want to enjoy her as well or whatever. I should be able to say that, and you guys not say, "Come on, bro, let's, 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 you know, you soft, you did." Nah, I'm not trying to hear that. So a lot of times we don't open up, I believe, because of without fear. We don't know how you're gonna handle it. We don't know how you're gonna respond. But truth be told, if we look in our past, we all. You know, one of the things that 
amazed me about, you know, Quick and Joel is, you know, as y'all were talking about different things months and months ago, uh, and Quick gave a little uh, <laughs> a little bit of his background. Joel just took it on to another level, like, been there and done that, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. and he, he, he told what he had done. It was like, y'all already had a connection, but that, that made it even that much stronger. Like, you know, um, I'm not going to judge you. I was there. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, the way Joel told it, you know, I was a little worse than you were. So, you know, and that's what it has to find. We got to find some common ground, man. And I feel like when I talk to another married man or another man in general, you know, I want to talk to one that's got just as much to lose as I do. I don't want to talk to one that's just looking for information. I need some someone who's looking for um, an opportunity to assist. Bro, Joe, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so when Pastor's talking about fear, fear of what's going to be said, fear of judgment, fear is, a, I think, is a byproduct of pride. We're so prideful. We don't want someone else to know that we have a problem. We'd rather just deal with it to the death of it. And we just don't understand that sometimes just having someone to listen to you, that little 10 minutes or two hours they can give you could save your life. You know, but we're so prideful as men. We're so prideful that we won't admit. Let's just be real. We won't admit that we have a problem. We won't admit that we're going through it. Um, it's because we're too, we're men. It's ingrained in us. We're men. You don't cry. You don't do this. You don't do that. Man, we're so wrong. We're <laughs> so wrong. Man, listen, bro. Like I said earlier, man, a man is the one that can admit that. Mm-hmm. The male is the one that can't. You just an adult male. Because when a when a, a man need help, like Pastor said earlier, if you got a problem with your car, you'll go to a man and, and, and tell him, man, look at these brakes kind of pulling. When I when I when I hit the brake, it, it kind of pulls to the left a little bit. But when you have a problem with 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 life, you ain't you ain't telling them, hey, bro, when I hit the brake, I pull it to the left a little bit. Hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> oh man, nothing, man. You know, Whew, everything good. But I see it in your face. I see it in, mm-hmm. in your demeanor. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. I'm just saying, like, like, That's like, right. if, if we folk keep it a hundred with me, even if I do something to you, tell me. Don't go and talk about me. Tell me. If you got a problem, mm-hmm. tell. We gonna have a conversation, bro. Even if we gotta step off from the from the pack and go over under the tree and have a conversation, man. Because you don't want everybody in business maybe having financial troubles or erectile dysfunction, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like, as men, let's have a conversation. Because hell, if we if we all sixty five, we all in that we may be in that boat. It may be no different. <laughs> I can't I can't believe you went there, but you went there though. Oh man. So quick, let me let me let me ask you. All right, you out there, you out there. Let's just let's just stay there for a minute. I call you if Joel calls you and say, "Hey man, listen, um, you know, love my lady and all that, man, but uh, things ain't the way they used to be, brother. Everything's going south for the winter, man. I I, I just 
I don't know, man, and I'm getting a little concerned. I don't. I just don't know what to do. How are you gonna handle that, Quick? You gonna laugh at him? You gonna do? What are you gonna no. do? And I'm asking because somebody might want to know. I'm gonna break it down and give you a hundred. I'm, I'm gonna ask you some questions. I'm gonna start asking you about your diet. You know what I mean? I'm gonna start asking you about the stress life. You dig? Because all that plays a part. Then I'm gonna start getting into some lightweight medical. Because maybe you know, you at a certain age and you're not eating right, and, and so your, your, your test levels may be low. So I said, bro, you might want to go to okay. a doctor and get a test level check. You dig? And then you say, well, you know, hey, you know, I ain't really trying to put the man in my business. And I'm going to say, well, he can help you out. And I, you know me, I send you a link. Hey, this yeah. is the research I've done. <laughs> and this is what it is. Now you may turn around and say, oh, man, listen. And now your wife might call me. And she mad at me because she can't even pass by when I see trying to jump on her. You know what I mean? But this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we're supposed to do, bro. That's true. I, I got to give you credit on that. So you send them, send them a link and a blue pill and you're good, huh? No, I ain't even seeing no blue pill because right. see, see, the blue pill is temporary. You dig? You might mess around and have a heart attack. The other link I'm going to send you, it, it's going to be designed especially for you. And the long-term effects is endless, meaning you can ride this thing out as long as the fan belt turning. You dig? So, listen here. Hey. And if you need to get it cheaper, holler at your boy. Because, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But the reason the reason I'm bringing it up seriously, though, we don't know who's listening. We don't know what they're dealing with. And a lot of men won't say anything until you step absolutely on their toes. And unless you hit their spot. They ain't saying that. They're saying I'm good with uh, the wife. I'm good with the job. I'm 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 struggling in that bedroom though. Well, okay, I'm good with that, but I'm struggling in uh, at the bank. I'm str- You know, I just want everybody, man. I, I'm shocked nobody hadn't called in, um, but I just want everybody, man, to just say, look, I'm, you know, I need to address this situation because this is where I am. This is what I'm dealing with because I, I want more people to receive aid tonight other than just the three of us. I, I want others to know that, look, man, um, we don't have to know each other to love each other. We don't have to know each other to, you know, there, there's, there's uh, connections I've made on this line that probably going to be lifetime connections, you know, for, for Christmas they, you know, called me and text me, and they've never met me in their life. And they just said, you know, I just want to check on you. How you doing? Good to talk to you. Merry Christmas. You know, Happy New Year and things like that. And so, you know, the connection doesn't have to be face-to-face, man, but sometimes, man, you, you just never know. I mean, you just never know. So whoever's listening out there, man, if you're dealing with it or you got some, you know, some advice that would help somebody, maybe – you're going through something that, you know, we don't have any expertise on. And you could, you never know who you can, you know, uh, help. And it could be life or death. You you just don't know. But we're having a conversation this, for a reason. I'm going to say this, Pastor. The connection has to be man-to-man, though. Meaning is it's got to be real. You dig? If you, if we, if we people, if we all folk and we sitting out here and we know you got laid off, you may not be able to put in for your, uh, for the six pack this week, but I'm still moving. Okay. You know, I can cover you. And I, and as a, as a group, we may, we may try to slide you a couple of dollars just to hold you over because we know your situation. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But watch this. Sometimes we may even be profitable. Like, nah, I'm good. I don't even want that. But then you now you real you know, the wife in your ear because the light bill do or what have you. But mm-hmm. your pride. Your pride. Yeah. So all this goes back to pride. You know what I mean? Like we like like Brother Joel was saying earlier, you know, you taught not to cry and all this shit and all that. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that method of of, of parenting because you got to know how to express yourself. You got to let it out because hold it in, you may implode, and now it's all bad internally. So you got to know how as a man to express yourself when you don't have it. Say, listen, bro. You may even just pull one to the side, like, bro, I ain't got it this week. Especially the one that that you may be closest to out of the pack. Bro, I ain't got it this week. Can one of y'all uh, float me? And I'd be like, bro, listen, you're going to drink as much as you want. It's all good. Because I know what it's like. I know what it's like. And as brothers, we supposed to embrace. When one brother is down, when one brother is weak, when one brother is having a problem, we all supposed to to come around him and build him back up or keep him level. Because if he's going down, then it's going to get worse. We got to. And this ain't just for church folk. This is men. Bro, Joel, you got quiet on me now. Come on now. I know you with me. Oh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I was going back to that pressure pot, man. We really don't know the damage that we're capable of, right, by bottling these things in. You may be just the most nonchalant, kindest person in the world, but when you bottle all these problems up and you never reach out and you continue to bottle them, they continue to add up and continue to add up, when the pressure finally breaks, you don't know what will happen, man. You don't know what you may do to yourself. You don't know what you may do to somebody else. Mm. You may turn your life upside down. You may bite the bullet. You may put the bullet to somebody else. Mm. Ruin your whole life. End your life. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're capable of until you get under a whole lot of stress and finally that pipe busts. Man, it's just so important to know and recognize that, hey, i got a problem, man, and I need to release. I need to talk to somebody. Need to let go of this pride, get a hold of this humility, and go take care of this thing. We need to be able to let folks know that there is an out. Yes. I can be an out for you. I can be an ear for you. I can be a shoulder for you. You know? But pride, man. Pride is uh is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Again, not taking away from prayer, but sometimes you pray and you prayed about it and, and, and that blessing has come, you know, uh, when you least expect it. But because of who it comes from, your pride put, will stand in the way and won't allow you to accept it. Mm-hmm. If, if it was going to be like that, what you was praying for? Wow. Why is it? Yeah. Answer me this. Why is it that we will accept help from a stranger before we help accept help from a friend? That's the question I want y'all to ponder on right there. Because, hey, 
For me, it goes back to that pride and that byproduct fear. We worry that, man, if I can fight in quick, and I know he's going to help me, but, man, as soon as I leave, I hear quick over there snickering and laughing. He's talking about me. Man, I'm going to be the talk of the shop next week if I tell him what I got going on. That's hmm. what we worry about. You know, it just might be the talk of the shop. Hey, but no one will ever know your name. But I promise you, everybody <laughs> may be there to, 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 to contribute just because another brother's in need. Yeah. Just because another brother's in need. And it may be slipped to you on the low. But the problem is this here. Again, don't worry about how you go look to me. I'm just listening out for what God told me to do. But you, my brother, as your brother, I'm your comfort level is is part of my obligation to you as a brother. If I call you my brother, if we go out and kick it like we brothers, when you had the money, when you had whatever you had going on, but it was all good. We kicked it strong. And now that you kind of fell off, I'm going to abandon you? Then we then we mm-hmm. weren't really friends. Or maybe you thinking this way because you weren't really my friend. You were just putting on. Because I think it says a man, so is a man thinking as he or something like that? As a man thinking, so is he? Come on. <laughs> Pastor, you know I'll mix it up, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah, I got you, man. I, I got you. I got you. You know, I looked up the uh, definition of of, uh, of pride, and it literally said what I'm reading right here, at least. It said it's arrogance, self-trust, uh, and the opposite of humility. And uh, all of that's dangerous, very, 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 very dangerous, man. And uh, I thought about something we used to play when I was a, a kid. They used to have these. At that time, they called them black cat fire firecrackers. They just you just light them and then you hold them. As, you know, somebody say, "Well, you know, now you gotta understand we was kind of silly and didn't realize what we were doing, but you light it and and see who could hold it the longest." Well, the person that was counting might be counting a little slower for that one, or the mm-hmm. stem may be a longer, maybe a little longer, or whatever. But one of the things that I found out, and it didn't happen to me, I must say. Uh, that if a firecracker goes off in your hand and it's just laying in your it, hand, it'll hurt you, but it won't destroy you. But if you close it and let it go off in there like that, oh, you're going to damage some stuff. And that's what we're doing, man. We, we're keeping that stuff inside, and there's an explosion going off, you know, in our mind and in our head and in our heart and in our lives and all of that, man. This is doing major damage. It really is doing major damage and like Joel said it, it all really just boils down to pride because mm-hmm. if I can go to uh, if I'd rather go to a, a bank and get what I know that quick can bless me with come on man what am I doing I'm digging a deeper hole for myself mm-hmm. you know and, and, and if I can go to a psychiatrist psychologist nothing wrong with them because some of them men they do an awesome job, and I, you know, nothing wrong with it at all. But if I could just sit and talk to, uh, just hear another man's opinion on it, just hear 
that they've gone. Sometimes for me, just knowing that somebody else has gone through this, that strengthens me and let me know I'm not crazy right there. So mm. the, the the pride thing is probably the biggest um, deterrent that we've hit on tonight because um, I guess we all deal with it, you know. And, you know, even if I call it fear, it still boils down to pride. It still boils down to pride. So, um, so there we go, man. That's where we are right now. So my question is, how are we going to – I know we, that we can't really eradicate pride. We can't get rid of it. We can't do away with it. What What do we do? What do we do? How do we help our brother? Wow. I think, you know, when, when we look at our, our close – the ones that are close to us, recognizing, right, being able to recognize, hey, something's a little off and quick today. And having the courage to say, hey, quick, man, what's going on? Are you good? Man, I just see something in you, man. You just don't look like yourself today. You're not acting like you today. Right? I think that goes a long way. Obviously, we need to be able to recognize. You never know when, you know, if you recognize it and you don't act on it, you could be enabling them to do something bad, and, and you don't even know it, right? Mm. Mm. Lord knows that's true. Yeah, I mean, so so you know, several several years ago, I'm walking around a theme park. Phone starts ringing. This young guy calls me. He had moved down here maybe a year before um, from the north had moved down here, took him under my wing, whatever, showed him the ropes, brought him in, made friends, kept him in, because when he first moved, he moved without his family several months before they were able to move. So, you know, fast forward a year or so, and I get this phone call one day, and it's this kid, and he said, hey, man, I, can you talk? And I said, yeah, what's going on? He said, man, I just need to let you know um, I tried to kill myself. And, you know, it rocked my world. Why is he calling me? His first, he's still he's at the institution or whatever. This is his first phone call and he picks that he gets and he calls me. You know, and it, it still bothers me to this day, but I'm thankful that it, whatever he tried didn't work. But it bothered me for a while. Why did he call me? What What was it about me? Why did he call me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and from that point on, I just, you know, Within myself, I just start looking and paying attention to those that are around me. And if something's off, man, I just got to call them out. Got to check on them. Man, what's going on with you? You good? You seem a little stressed out this week, man. What's wrong? What's going on? What can I help you with? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, that's 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 heavy, but I'm I'm very proud that you answered the calls. You know what I mean? That those calls could have it was building up to the point where he saw it was necessary. You know that break glass in case of emergency, and that was the call to you. And at this moment, prayer was what was needed, right? 
Mm-hmm. But after that, he had to have someone that he could talk to right then. Yeah. He have to. You know, truthfully, I'm I'm gonna hit you with one similar. When I was I was on I was on, on more of a the other side of the situation and I had to call a pastor. And I'm I'm listen. Bro, Joe, listen, bro. I'm talking about like my mouth moving hundred hundred words a minute. I'm ready to go. Mm. But to have somebody that you could talk to, have another man at that moment. At that moment, I think it, it wasn't even pastor. I think it was it was bro. Hey man, <laughs> and that's how I start. When I hit yeah. him up and be like, you know, pastor such such such, he already know what hat to put on. But when I hit it with that man, he knew what hat to put on. We got yeah. to so we'll know. We confused. We confused this prayer thing. Um, yes, it is always in order to pray. We got to pray about everything. But you got to understand that the answer to the prayer, God is not going to come down here and fix it. He sends somebody to fix it. You're the answer to somebody's problem. You know, you're the solution. You that that's what he does, man. He you know, if 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 I've got a need, he's not gonna rain down thousand dollar bills. He's gonna send me to somebody. He's gonna work through God works you know, God works through people and the devil himself works through people. And you gotta decide which one's working through that person that's near you. So, you know, Sometimes God will send his answer through a child. You just got to be sensitive enough to know that that's what this is. And so, yes, you do pray. You do pray. Continue to pray. Stay in prayer. But your answers come through each other. That's the, you know, that's just the way that God does things. Can God do it a different way? I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can. If, 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 uh, if I'm sick, you know, and I pray, uh, can God just touch my body and heal me? He sure he can, but he can give me the strength to exercise, to eat better. He can give me the right person to con- to get in contact with that may set me up on, you know, some type of program or whatever. God works through people, man. He he really does. So never stop praying, but understand that the answer to the prayer, or you know, the solution to the problem, is going to come through. Uh, another person. God puts the right people in the right place at the right time. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So uh, that may be my answer right there. You know, um, quick may be my answer. Joel may be my answer. You know, maybe Joel said, well, you know what, I, man, I was thinking about you, wanted to give you a call, and I know right then, oh, yeah, that's that's God had to send him. There's no way he would have known. Somebody call you and say, hey, how you doing? What's good? I was thinking about you, man. You all right? And I'm sitting there about to fall apart. Then there's my answer right there. There's my answer. So let's don't get so, um, this is an old saying, but don't get so heavenly minded until we're no earthly good. Let's, let's make Ooh. sure that, you know, we don't we do not do that. We got to make sure that, you know, uh, in the little simple prayer that's in, in you know, our Father which art in heaven, you know, we pray that prayer. Then we get to, we say, 
Thine will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So what happens is when we pray, we pray up, but then God sends the answer down here on this earth. That's what he does, man. He's not going to come back and hang on the cross no more. He already did that. There ain't going to be no sequel, you know. So we got to make sure that we understand that our answers are are, going to come through people that God sent. Uh, you know what, truthfully, I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes I'd rather come from people that God sent than come from God himself. I might be too embarrassed and not be able to face God himself. Wow. I can face my, I can wow. face my brother, but I might wow. be too. I mean, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm, I'm i got to keep it 100 with you. Wow. That just might be, that just might be what it is. Well, I mean, uh, it's all truthfulness. If God stepped out here, <laughs> me and you and everybody else probably fall dead, man. We couldn't handle it like that. So I'm glad he kind of softens the blow a little bit and sends somebody. But then we got to drop the pride and accept it like that. Because some of us, we want it, but we want it the way we want it. I don't want it from quick. I want it from Joel. I don't want it from Joel. I want it from quick. You know, but however God sends it, Hey, receive it, man. Oh, that's it. That's it. All you got to do is just sit right here and, and, and as they say, listen. That's, that's all you got to do. Listen. Because it's going to come. Everything that you have, that you need, is going to come. It may not come when you want it. It may not even come by the way that you want it. But God going to send it. Yo, yo, you may get somebody like me who cuss like a sailor. Yes, sir. But the word will come to the way that you understand it. And if I can't, maybe I know somebody who to call. Bro, Joe may not cuss like me. Pastor may not cuss like me. But then in the, at the end, they're going to say, dang, dog, like you were saying it the same way. You know, man, you might know what you were talking about. But they got some relief. They got some relief. So we got to stop looking at 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 the the deliverer. Like, don't nobody look at the, the postman wrong when they come. They might not even be in uniform, but you still take the mail. <laughs> you laughing? Then let me know I ain't lying. You still take the package and watch this. You've seen it in the news where people have gotten blown up from stuff in the mail. But you still accept the package. So why are you not go accept it from a brother? Because he don't look like anybody else or sound like anybody else. Come on now. Pastor, don't get quiet on me now. Quick, I, I'd, I'd say, you know, for everyone that's maybe listening, you know, it, it is important to know that there's help out there, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, there, there's help. We've got we to gotta just, you know, step back from the pride and just recognize, that, hey, there's help for me. There's help for me. It may not come the way I want it. It may not taste right. Cast oil didn't taste right. But guess what happened after you took it? It did some work, right? We gotta understand there's help out there for all of us. 
Very true. And, um, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. I may not be able to um, understand. I may not be able to relate to your problem, but guess what? I can help you find someone. There's help for all of us, and we need help. We need help. We do need help, and I appreciate both of y'all because I'm telling you, you may not know it, but y'all have lightened somebody's load and lifted somebody's spirit today just with the laughter, just with the word. So with that being said, I appreciate both of you. Pastor, what what you got to say, my brother? What you got to say? Man, you know, I was thinking about, um, and it's it's everywhere, so, um, but primarily the larger cities, um, to see a man, and I know everybody's not uh, legitimate with it, but to see a man standing out on the side of the road with a sign up that says he's asking for help. He's he's legitimately asking for help. Some of them, now not all of them, but some of them are asking for help. What, what drove that man to that point to where it's like, look, I'll do whatever I got to do to feed my family. Now, again, I know some of them are, have made a career out of it. They just do it just because they can get it. But for that, that, <laughs> that, that guy that's really out there, he really legitimately, and he'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll work for it. I'll, I'll, I'll cut your grass. I'll do whatever I got to do, but I got to have something to feed my family or, or whatever. What, what allows that man or what enables that man or empowers that man to drop his pride and ask for help. Why? Why is he able to do it? I mean, is it just the, you know, the extreme of his circumstances, or, but what? How? Y'all tell me. Well, so let me ask both of you. Would you guys do that? If 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 you're, if it got to where you couldn't feed your family, if it got to where, you know, just extreme circumstances, what? Um, Depths would you drop to? What would you do? Would you get out there with a sign? Would you go to somebody? I'm just going to ask the two of y'all. What would y'all do? Bro, you want to go first? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding quick. Yeah, Pastor, you know, um, Six years ago, seven years ago, no, I wouldn't do it. I would mm. find other means. Mm. Today, tomorrow, yes, sir. Um, that's just just being real. I would now because the way my life has changed, um, the way I've been able to, through God, um, I wouldn't say remove pride, Um but tuck it away. Um, today, I, I feel certain that I would do it. Me? Uh, that's a very good question. I would. I would do whatever I have to do because it's not just me that I depend on. You know what I mean? That depends on me, excuse me. So I would do whatever it takes because, one, in our rash and impulsive decisions, we don't know who all we impact, right? So I would definitely ask 
for help. I would ask for a job. I would ask for for anything. I would prefer a job. You know what I mean? Give me a chance so I could could could, could make it happen. Um, because if I go back to to what I know, it's it's going to be bad for. I may not. I, <laughs> I may not escape the lion's den this time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What about yourself? Well, I'm kind of like Joel. I think I'm going to plead the fifth, man. <laughs> you know you know what? It's funny, man, because for me personally, um, I don't ever want to, um, you know, not fulfill my obligation, not meet my you know, responsibility or whatever. And so I, I understand that um, I'm not asking just for me. I, I understand that my actions may, you know, affect the life or livelihood of someone else. So, yeah, I, I would, man. I, You know, I, it may hurt, but I would do it. I'd have to do it. I can't, you know, and it's funny because I would do it for my family, but I don't know that I would do it for myself. And when I say that, I can be humble enough to do it, but not in public like that. I could go to either one of you in private for myself, but if my family depended on it, I'll do whatever I got to do publicly. I mean, because it is what it is. So, again, pride is, man, (laughs) pride is like this big python, man, just will suck the life out of you. And I think that's, you know, we keep going back to it over and over and over again, I think that's basically what it is. You know, we won't, you know, I can't see myself saying we'll work for food or, or, or whatever on my own because it just almost seems like it's demeaning, you know, as a man personally, but as a father and as a husband, look, I got to do what I got to do. And so, and I'm telling everybody out there, don't, you know, do what I just said. You know, humble yourself down. If you need help, you know, if this thing has gotten to where you can't bear it any longer, this thing has gotten to where, you know, you're starting to think about, you know what, you know, um, well, let me say it like this. I had a pastor to call me. He's a good friend. And uh, he told me, he said, you know what? He said, I'm not going to kill myself. He said, but I don't care if I don't wake up in the morning. That was That was his mentality about it. He was just. He was just through. He was just—he just couldn't handle it anymore. He was at that point, but he said, "I'm not going to do it." He said, "But if I don't wake up, it's okay with me." It's just—he had just gotten to that low place, and he didn't care about anything anymore. And the way—the only way I knew something was wrong with him, honestly, was that he told me. I really—I hadn't seen him. Um, did I think about him? Yeah, I did think about him, but. I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't do what was right. Um, I didn't pray for him no more than I normally would pray for anyone else. And here this man is <laughs> desiring homicide. He, he wants somebody to take him out, literally. And, uh, you know, thank God nothing didn't happen. And uh, to my knowledge, all is well with him now because that's been a few years. But, uh that's how tough this thing can get. And, you know, we just got to just start, hey, man, scream if you got to scream. They want to call you soft or less than a man. Do that, man. But, listen, you got you to gotta open up and you got to say something because if something happens to you, then guess what? I mean, 
your wife, your kids, your girl, whoever, uh, you've let, left them in a body. And I don't want to see that happen, you know. Cry out to somebody. I mean, yeah, cry out to God, but reach out to somebody else. I just believe that um, if you reach out, somebody will reach back. Now, the one thing I'm going to commit to tonight quick, and Brother Joel, I'm going to commit to this myself because I honestly don't have all the answers. I think this was a good start tonight just talking about this. But I promise you this, that for the rest of my life, man, uh, I'm going to pray for specifically for men. Um, every day of my life, I pray for um, the people that are incarcerated. Uh, there's a group of men in prison that I I just love dearly, man, and I pray for them all the time. I, I promised them that I would do that. And now I'm going to pray for all men because what I'm finding out is all the men that are in prison aren't behind bars. A lot of us are out here free, but we're still imprisoned. And I, I'm going to commit to saying, okay, we can have conversations like this, and I'm down for that. But I'm going to make sure that I, you know, keep men covered. You know, maybe that will give them the courage to say something. Maybe that will give some of us the uh, mindset to say, you know, if I recognize a trade, I see a trade or something going on, I'm going to say something. I mean, we got to we got to do whatever we can do, and that's right now. That's all I got to offer. It's just being on a call like this, you know, my transparency and my prayers. But I can do that, man. I can do that, and um, and for anybody else, man, listen. I don't mind anybody calling me, and I promise you, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge you because um, it could very well, very easily be me, or right, you know, so. I can commit that much quick. I don't know about anybody else, but I can I can do that. Well, you know, I, I live a, ju- a non-judgmental life, and my mindset is that of the same. So what I will do is if a brother is in need and he want to talk, he can call me. You know, before we hang up, we'll pray. But I will be there to listen. And Brother Joel, you included in that. Make make no mistake about it. Pastor, of course, you already know. Anybody else that's listening, you know, feel free to call us at any time. Call in at any time because we'll always be here for you, and that's what our obligation and our commitment is to the community, period. And if there's anything, you know, that we can't give you on the line, stick around, and we'll make sure that uh, we give you another link to help you get the resources that you need. That's my commitment. We all have gone through things, and we when we don't go through it for us, you know, everybody on here have have or have had pride issues. You know what I mean? So we do get it. We do get it. But the thing, the only difference, just like salvation, you know, we know how to how to pray. We know how to ask, and. We can set our our have removed ourselves once you start bringing God in your life, you remove yourself, and I believe that's the difference with us on this as the brothers on this call right now. We know how to remove ourselves from the situation, meaning that it's not about us; it's about everyone and everything else and how we can affect or help every every other person. So, if you need someone to listen to you, if you need to to uh, uh, sounding board as Brother Joel said earlier that's what we we may be here for 
That's what we're here for. Because I'd rather you get it out and explode here than to implode and you hurt yourself or you explode someplace else and you harm someone else. That's what we're trying to prevent. Bro, Joel? Yes, sir. Man, that, that's, I couldn't have said it better. Uh, <laughs> man, we, we all have a expectation to be our brother's keepers. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm committed to continue, right, and to go further with my calling to help others, man, especially my brother's. And I was sitting here while you guys were talking. I'm just making a mental list of some folks I need to call, man. Just the ones I hadn't talked to in a while. Just to, hey, just yes, encouragement. Yes. Lift up the spirit. How you been, man? I'm still here. I know we're not seeing each other every day, but hey, yeah, I'm still here, man. Wow. Okay, I gotta add to my list too, then, man, because that 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 hit right there. Um, there are people that that I I can I can see. There's, there's people that I know that um, you know God has blessed me to be able to impact their lives, but yet and still, you know I just don't pick up that phone. I'll answer it if they call, yes. but sometimes I need to pick it up and let them you know um, uh, be on the receiving end. So. Yeah, I'm I'm going to do that too, man. I'm going to have to uh, create my little list and say, listen, um, let me let me just check on you. It may it may be nothing, but that one call may make it may matter, man, more than we know. And so, if we all did that, man, if we save one or two, you know, uh, and somebody else out there, maybe you'll call a couple folks as well, and that may save a marriage, it may save a family, it may save a life. You know, we we just don't we don't know, man. And so sometimes these little small things, these little simple phone calls, simple prayers, um, availability, all of that. I know with me personally that that matters to me. That matters that whenever I call, but Joel he picks the phone up. But when I call quick, he'll pick the phone up. I, that matters more than anything. And I may not want anything, but just the fact that. Just to hear their voice, I'm good, you know. So uh, why can't we reach out to others? I mean, we all know somebody we can reach out to. So I'm I'm good with that too, Joel. Yes, sir. That is that is great to hear. And you know, one thing I love about these conversations is once you make your commitment you are going to be held accountable, right? Because as men, that's what we do. Your word is your bond. That's, that's, that's all we have. So for us to say this, you can stand, we're going to stand on it. You can stand on it with us because not only you guys are listening and everyone who's listening is listening, but God is also listening. So he, he heard the commitment that we've made. Yeah. So we have no choice, but to stand on it because this is probably part of our commission. This is what he commissioned us to do. So make no mistake about it. We're no different. I'm especially no different. Because once again, you know, I cuss and, and, and I still live and 
but I also pray. And because I pray, that's going to help me be able to help you. Make no mistake about it. That's the only reason why I'll be able to help you is because I pray. Mm. Again, it's only because of my brother's keeper. Pastor, what you got for me, bro? I'm about to get all teary eyed, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's why I wasn't saying anything, man. I'm, um, I'm not trying to, look, you know, uh, <clears throat> dig up the past or anything, but I just wonder how many people that I may have missed, and um, you know, they're not here any longer. Um, you know, I have the the pleasure and the um, the pain of burying people, and um, every now and then I take a walk out into the, the cemetery, um, and sometimes I question myself. You know, um, there's a, a guy out there now, and he's he's been gone now for seven, eight, nine years maybe, but he was playing softball for the church, literally playing softball for the church, and he called me, uh, and he wasn't. Matter of fact, matter of fact, quick. Here's the thing: he was a barber, man, and uh, you know he used to. You know, <clears throat> when he got out of, he did a little stretch, um, you know, in the in the county thing there for a while. And after he got out, he, he came to church and gave his life to the Lord, and all was well. But then what happened was, he started coming to church, and so uh, he came up, introduced himself. We talked for a little bit. He said. Uh, I want to give you my card, man. He said, I appreciate um, the word and everything. He said, but uh, I got a little little hustle. I'd like to get your support. I said, what's that? So he gave me his card. He was cutting hair. And I said, well, man, listen, i tell you what. I said, I'm coming. I said, now, I got three boys. Uh, so if you're good, you know, you're going to have a customer. I said, but now, if you ain't bringing it, you know, just kind of, you know. And, and from that point on, and the boy could cut. I mean, he would. I don't care what he was doing. He would make time for me and my children. Well, he called me about a about a week or so, and started talking about the upcoming softball season. They were ready to start practicing. I said, "Man, y'all get it. I'm, I'm can't wait to see you." Just talking with him. He called me that morning, and uh, he told me, he "said, oh, man, he said there's a tournament going on. You think we can get in that tournament?" I said, "Well, y'all talk about it, man, and um, you know." I, I feel like the church will pay for it, something like that. And then he told me something that was the strangest thing. He said, all right, man. He said, um, well, I'll tell you what, man. He said, um, uh, I'm going to talk to them about it at practice today and uh, everything. I said, okay. And before he got off, he said, man, I appreciate everything. And I was like, oh, man, don't worry about that. Just doing what's got to be done. But he's never said I appreciate everything. And that was probably 930 in the morning maybe maybe 10 o'clock that morning. They had practice at 6 o'clock, and by a quarter to 7, he was dead. He was running around the bases, and when he got the third, he had a massive heart attack and died. And this guy's 31, 32 years old, young guy. And, man, you're talking about something that it just ate at me because I, I know I missed it. Now, could I have stopped him from dying? Probably not, but I missed it, man. I missed it. He said, thank you for everything. 
And I know that that don't sound like much, but I missed it. And so I wonder sometimes, you know, and that's why I'm going to push myself this time to say, listen, I want to be more observant. I want to make that call if somebody's on my mind. I, I'm not going to take anything for granted. If you push me away or cuss me out, and that's cool, but I, I got to call and see if you're good. I got to do that, man, because it just, I don't know, it just disturbs me to know that. Did, did, did he know he was leaving here? No, I don't think he did in the least bit, but it's just the idea that I missed a sign, man. And, you know, if you miss a stop sign, uh, you can cause an accident or you could get a ticket. So I missed the sign, man. I missed the sign. You know, his family is still in the church. All is, you know, well and um, everything. No drugs in the system, so it wasn't anything like that. But it's just I missed it, man. You know, had I known, I would have probably said something different. I probably would have talked to him a little longer. I probably would have. I don't know, man, but I said all that just to say, man, let's check on each other at least. Let's be our brother's keeper. Let's 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 open up, man, drop that pride and just, you know, love each other, check on each other, pray for each other, listen to each other, help each other, do whatever we got to do, but don't leave it the way it's been. Let's do something to ramp the thing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna say this, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm going to check in and make sure everybody good. <clears throat> and this is not this is not a plug, but this is actually uh, uh, right right it lines up perfectly. We have a nonprofit called Greater Than It, and as a community, it, it what it, what it's saying is whatever you're going through together as a community, we're greater than it. If you're going through a prideful issue as a community, we're greater than pride. We're greater than uh, homelessness. We're greater than whatever. So to live up to that, we will, I will definitely step out and connect with you guys because I can't have you out here by yourself. As a community, we're greater than that. Understand this. That's my word. So, bro, Joel, expect expect a phone call or a text or something weekly for me to check on you. Yes, sir. Uh, if you don't respond, I'm, I will call you out on the show. I ain't going to lie to you. I do that. I'm that petty. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as, as a family, as a family, that's what we're supposed to do. As a brother, that's what we're supposed to do. And And pastor tell you. I'm, when I tell you I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Cause you're my brother. Cause you're my brother. And that's what we're supposed to do. So before we can commission anybody else or try to get somebody else to commit to it, we gotta live it. There's one way, two ways to penetrate someone's mind, and that's through sight, and that's through sound. So if they see it or hear it, it'll do. It'll, it'll get to the mind or to the brain much faster than it would. If we tried to, to beat it in or, or drill it in. So we got to live it how we talk it. That's my challenge to both of y'all. We got to live it how we talk it. Challenge accepted. My man. Drop the mic. I can take it from there. I, oh, you, I'm, 
<laughs> oh, you got it, bro. Listen, tonight I think we have covered some ground, and I and I and I'm really grateful for the transparency that that both of you have put out there. What we're gonna do? We're gonna continue this next week. We're gonna continue this next week. We would definitely have a segment in every show to where you can release that pressure. We have a segment every show the way you can release that pressure. Mental mental health. This can kind of fall under. We graded in that too. My brother, we got to put unity in the community, bro. We got to put unity in community. If y'all don't get that, y'all spell out community, and at the end, you'll see unity. <laughs> yes, sir. So if everybody hearts and mind clear, we can resume this part two of Because I'm My Brother's Keeper next week. Brother Joel, your heart and mind clear? Brother, I am full. Yes, sir. My man. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Pastor, your heart mind clear? No doubt about it, man. I'm good. Well, my heart mind clear, and I love you, brothers. And I thank y'all very much. Love you too, man. Pastor, go ahead and pray us out, bro. All right. Lord, I can't say anything tonight, but thank you. Um, Lord, I know that we're here to try to help others, but I've been... I've been helped tonight. I've been convicted tonight. And so I thank you for that. And I'm going to be better. I promise you that. God, I pray that tonight was a blessing to somebody. I pray that it was an answered prayer. I pray that that person that was sitting there wondering if anybody cares, if anybody's aware, I pray that they know that their prayer was answered on this night. No, we didn't resolve the world's issues, but we did discuss them and come up with, you know, as many solutions as we could to, uh, try to reach out and, and 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 just simply deal with it. So thank you, God, for bringing us to the forefront. I pray tonight for every man, every man, every male and every man. I pray for them both that we would drop our pride, that we will let go of the arrogance, that we will let go of um, the self-sufficiency, and that we'll reach out and. Ask for help or even reach out and receive the help that's being offered. I pray, God, I know it's a tall task, but I know that you're able to do so. But I pray, God, that not another man will commit suicide. I pray, God, that some kind of way that another man will never have to die alone. I pray, God, that um, somebody can reach out to somebody else. I pray that tonight, if nothing else, God, maybe it saved one or two, and that's enough. But, God, we're going to give you the glory out of it, and we're going to get the benefit. Help us to know, God, that, yeah, we should be our brother's keeper. Help us to call and check on the folk that you place in our mind and our spirit. Help us to uh, not miss the signs if they're quiet, if they're uh, absent, just just whatever, God. But I pray, God, that we can uh, fulfill our responsibility um, to you, to our families, and to other men. And, God, I pray that we can be real and be honest, that we can be naked and not ashamed and literally share what we're going through with the right person at the right time, and that, God, we can keep it uh, under wraps the way it needs to be. God, continue to bless this uh, 
this blog talk, and I pray, God, that you continue to keep your hands on from the streets to the pulpit. Continue to bless Brother Quick and Brother Joel. Lord, I ask that you keep your hands on me as well, but not just us, but every man everywhere. Help them to stand up and be who you ordained for them to be. I thank you for this, Lord, and I ask you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow, powerful here, powerful. Well, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. Because of my brother's keeper, I thank Pastor Robinson and my brother Joel and Miss Quick in her absence and uh, Dr. Twin. and Father God, we just, just thank you. I can't thank you enough. Everybody, we're just a phone call away. As men, this is our back-of-the-truck moment. Call us, talk to us. Let's relieve this pressure so we can get back to it and move heavily. We're united in this community. We're united under the canopy of that God has set for us. All we can do is make the extension. Come on in. Talk to your brothers. Stay safe. Love God. Love one each other. Peace.
Come 